0: Welcome to Autism Weekly, the podcast that discusses autism news, current events, and inclusion. Each week, we welcome a guest to the program to share their unique perspective and expertise as it relates to the fascinating world of autism. I'm your host, Jeff Skabitsky. I'm the founder and president at ABS. I've been in the field of autism and applied behavior analysis as a clinician and advocate for nearly two decades. This week, we welcome Letitia Moreno and Danielle Beal from BABA to the podcast. BABA is hosting their first annual Black Applied Behavior Analyst Analyst Conference in June. BABA aims to reduce barriers for African-American students, professionals, and parents within the ABA community. We're excited to talk about the upcoming conference and the importance of diversity in ABA, Both Letitia and Danielle are BABA board members, as well as board-certified behavior analysts. Letitia, Danielle, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. This is a a long overdue conversation. I I can't (laughs) wait to dive into some of these topics and and to learn how BABA is going to be tackling uh, some of the issues and educating all of us in the field on how we can be better behavior analysts, but also how we can be better at supporting multicultural issues. So I guess we'll start with just getting an understanding. So how was BABA formed? Most associations are, are, of course, formed out of need. There's something missing from an industry, something missing from a society. So how was BABA formed?
1: So Kat Jackson, I think, started a group on Facebook that, um, to kind of bring together Black clinicians and just kind of talk about their experiences in the field. And then that turned into kind of formalizing and I think structuring some of the content that was being delivered and discussed. And I don't know the dates because I'm really bad at dates, but at some point there there was a discussion to kind of formalize the, the, the interactions that were occurring within the Facebook group. Um, And so they decided to call the Facebook group, something else and kind of take Baba. And it became a nonprofit where we had to start kind of organizing board members and our bylaws and kind of determining what we would offer to the community in a more, like I said, structured fashion. Um, And I wanna say that was maybe two years ago. I think we just hit our two year mark or we're about to.
0: Prior to BABA being formed and prior to these discussions being out in the forum and starting Mm -hmm. through Facebook, starting through Mm -hmm. um, a more kind of organized structure, where were these questions falling?
1: I I don't know. And let me just give you my personal kind of experience. So I've been serving in the field of ABA for 23 years this this month. Um, And in all of that time, Jeff, I had come in contact with one other BCBA who was Black. And I didn't realize kind of how that impacted me until this global pandemic. Um, Prior to that, I had randomly came across like Baba membership. This was like last year. I want, or actually, I think they had just developed because when I reached out and I was like, what is this about? This seems great. They hadn't even fully kind of organized what, what it was, but I was like, I signed up for the membership because I was like, there's other like black clinicians Sign me up. I don't care what it is or, or what you're doing. I just I, I want to um, have access. I didn't know about the Facebook group at the time, um, so I don't know like what other Black clinicians were were kind of thinking or where they were getting their their questions answered. But for me, as soon as I saw that opportunity, I became a member, and then I you know saw like openings to help with like conference and sponsorship and, um, conference type stuff. And so I applied to assist cause I am a servant at heart and, um, got to know some of the, the founding members. And, um, the more I got to know them and understand Baba's mission, the more I wanted to do. And so now, as I understand this is really such a valuable place for every um, I know black clinician that I've come Mm -hmm. in contact, but even supporting other clinicians of color, because like my experience, a lot of clinicians didn't even know that there was an entire world of um, representation really. And I think that's kind of the meat of what we're talking about is just having access to other clinicians who Have experienced a lot of the same challenges within the field of ABA.
2: To talk about um, what Danielle mentioned as well, um, you know, that need for a place where we can network with each other was another reason why, um, you know, I wanted to be a part of BABA, to be able to, you know, network with other clinicians who are, you know, like-minded and also um, may not have come across another clinician that looked like them. And that was definitely the case for me as well. And, you know, the clients that we work with, come from many different backgrounds as well. Um, So I definitely feel that it was important for me to be able to work with families that um, may not have come across a clinician that looked like myself as well. Um, and to just provide that opportunity for us to educate our clinicians um, through CEUs and things like that, but also be able to reach clients as well um, to help them understand that we may be able to relate to them as well. And I think that that is something that, um, you know, Baba definitely tries to spread is that we're not just able to Reach clinicians based off of our CEUs and things like that, but also reach clients and educate and educate them
0: and that's got to be a wonderful resource for families and to help them feel like you know there are people that look like me, there are people that <laughs> understand where I'm coming from in my experiences that now can be a part of my treatment team and really guide me on how to be able to navigate some of these challenging issues. others might not be aware of. And that's where I think I was looking at your conference schedule, and it it, it got me excited, but uh, we actually talked about this at ABS Kids and our diversity inclusion committee. And uh, can you tell me about some of the things that Baba is going to be bringing up at the conference, some of those initiatives that are making us as an industry, as clinicians, and hopefully is that there's a way to be able to get this information to families, but as a society, getting us thinking. What are some of the what are some of the the major topics that y'all will be tackling?
1: Yeah, so a couple things I want to address before I, I answer that. And if I forget, just redirect me. <laughs> so this you you posed kind of this thought, Jeff, about how has this field, right, in, in all of its decades that that it's been formed, been able to move forward without having a large representation of black clinicians specifically. But clinicians of color. And I think that the idea, and and you're right. And I think that's a part of what Baba is tackling is that, Hey, these systems are being created and these platforms are being developed without the voices of, um, you know, people of color, we're going into these families' homes, like you mentioned, and we're providing services, and it is very rare that a Black family specifically um, has access to a Black BCBA or Black staff, and a lot of opportunities in 23 years that I've been serving, I have seen so many missed opportunities, so many misunderstandings, so much frustration, surrounding cultural issues that haven't been addressed because there's this huge disparity in representation. And so I think BABA is really focused on, again, bridging that gap. And so a part of what we're doing for the conference is allowing families to become members, you know, of BABA so that they can have access to information, products, materials, Opportunities to learn, opportunities to network, um, which I think is different than other, you know, professional organizations, and so that I just wanted to kind of reiterate that. And then your question about leadership. So yes, this is huge because oftentimes, and I think we all know the statistics that Black clinicians specifically women of color, um, that there is a huge disparity between them and their like white counterparts. And so we don't get a lot of opportunities. Me personally, I have, um, I came into the field very young. I was 19 um, and I worked as an independent contractor. And so when I got hired within the first agency that I worked at, I was hired as a senior staff um, and so I have really served in a leadership capacity my entire career for 23 years, um, and I've had to create opportunities for growth. So I was creating positions that served my skill set. Um, there was a lot of damage that was done because of lack of cultural understanding, because I was misunderstood as a black woman, as a as a mother, right? All these different intersectionalities of what made me a good clinician were missed because of lack of, you know, cultural understanding. Um, And so specifically to your question, Baba is really focusing on some of the issues that have come up with black clinicians specifically, like imposter syndrome, like lack of leadership opportunities. Um, And we're providing information to the masses so that other you know, I think, I don't know how to word that other people of uh, that who aren't of color, right, that kind of understand those barriers that come up. We're talking about this as a group, as a culture, but this information isn't being spread to, right, the ABA field as a whole. And so BABA is really creating the space where we can have these open discussions so that people like you, Jeff, and, you know, organizations like ABA, ABS kids can kind of start to understand some of those barriers and how they've deeply affected us as a community and affected the field as a whole, because it is missing a big chunk of um, this cultural representation.
0: Absolutely wonderful initiative. Um, I I think that the only way that um, I can grow, the only way that others around me can grow is by having an open dialogue, open mind, and being able to understand experience of others. So the fact that you all are putting this together, I think, is a wonderful um, contribution. To, uh, to the community at large and especially to the behavior analytic field. Um, and, when, and even just talking in autism, you're talking about the families, you're getting them involved. Um, there's such a misunderstanding, even starting a diagnosis for yes. the Black community. Yes. And, it, yes. and it just trickles okay. down all the way through care, where without wow. having this dialogue, you're doing it a disservice to so many children.
1: Absolutely. And just to piggyback on that, even prior to diagnosis, specifically a huge issue within the black community is that there's lack of like resources and understanding, even that there is kind of this issue of autism or developmental delays, right? So before we even can step foot in the house to kind of treat this diagnosis, like we have to provide education mm-hmm. to this community about what autism is because there's a lot of misunderstanding surrounding that, right? And so when we're not having these discussions, we are really, and I think we've felt this as a community, we're just now starting to have these conversations globally and you know, as a field that we have to do more collectively, that we can't just kind of do this individually because I think all mm. of us have been operating on an individual level. And so it really takes really a village to kind of even prior to diagnosis, kind of offer resources for families.
0: So, and, and Leticia, so Absolutely. right now we're at a, we're at a pivotal moment where these dialogues are finally taking place. It's a long time coming and now finally people are talking and you have conferences that you all have been putting together to get out there for that annual conference coming out right now, where now it's a platform to start discussing this. But how do we make sure that this cultural awareness, this um, understanding of the Black community is that it isn't just words uh, and it isn't just us talking about it, but it becomes something that's actionable. Um, how, as a profession, do we take that step? What is what is the appropriate training? What is the appropriate implementation? What's being discussed on that level?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I think definitely we need to make sure that after we've learned everything, that we're putting these things in action, as you mentioned, right? So um, definitely having that ongoing, that maintenance opportunities within our field, within different companies to to continue to train new clinicians on how to incorporate that cultural diversity, I think is definitely very important. Um, and then also just holding everyone accountable, I think is definitely a way to make sure that we're all, you know, um, providing that that cultural diversity and the ability to continue to provide opportunities for, you know, our parents to come across clinicians that that look like them or can relate to their families.
0: Yeah, I, it, it's very important. And I mean, to go back to something you had mentioned, Danielle, as, as far as when you started out, there weren't many people who looked like you, who were doing the same service as what you were providing, yet they were providing it to a lot of families who probably looked like you. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the, the Black mm-hmm. community just didn't have representation. That's so that. what are some of the areas improvement or how can we go about creating more diversity in the field? Are there education programs? Are, are, are there scholarships? Is there something BABA is pushing out there to be able to create this opportunity so that we can have more clinicians? We can have more managers, more leaders, more thought leaders in the field of behavior, analysts, uh, uh, behavior analysis that are from the black community.
1: Yeah, I think, so one of the things that really, again, I, I, I told you I saw Bob and I was like, sign me up. And then as I got to know them more intimately, you know, through the board members and through what they were promoting and supporting, you know, within the, the Black community specifically, I just, I, I fell in love with the mission and a part of what BABA offers are scholarships um, to students. Um, they really promote kind of helping um, and supporting Black clinicians of color because there are so many barriers and, and you know, there's that's a whole other episode to kind of talk about the barriers that come up for Black clinicians in this field specifically, you know, specifically because there is no representation. And a lot of those cultural kind of issues come up, they're misunderstood, and they're just not handled appropriately. I I know this firsthand. And so BABA really wants to highlight and promote and support growing clinicians. And so they offer Uh, scholarship opportunities. We are, you know, allowing students to come to these conferences. You know, my entire career, I've been told, like, if you're not supervisory level, then you're not invited to sit at this table. And it's like, no, like we have to be again, like I was talking about the families offering resources so that black clinicians understand this field, what they're getting into and understanding how to navigate it, because it is very challenging. I mean, all of us can kind of think back over our careers and, you know, know some of those hurdles that we've had to jump. And so Baba just wants to create spaces where especially like our entry Level students and RBTs and, and like newer clinicians are supported and saying, Hey, no, I've gone this road before you. I can help you through this. And then we're offering, you know, again, scholarships to conferences to, um, workshops. I mean, we have OBM opportunities. We have, um, I can't think of all of them off the top of my head, but so many cohorts, new business owners, they've offered, you know, scholarships, um, mm-hmm. and just information. Um, and those are things that like I had to figure out on my own. I know Letitia's a business owner. I don't know how you navigated, you know, kind of, you know, learning, but I had to like, you know, do it old school, and you know, and then back then we didn't have a supportive community. Like me starting a business was in direct conflict with right, the agency that right. I was working for now, and it's right. And so now we're talking about collaboration. Mm-hmm. How did you, you know, start your business? What forms did you need? Right, and Baba is really creating the space where right. we're openly talking about these things and we're offering resources so that you don't have to carry that burden by yourself. And this goes back to just the black community, having community with each Mm -hmm. other, right? Like culturally, generationally, systemically, that's what the black culture is, is about Mm -hmm. community. And so Baba is just kind of creating that space in a professional kind of manner, which I think is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Revolutionary, really.
0: Mm -hmm. It sounds like a a lot of wonderful avenues for growth and development. And I mean, from the clinician level to the business owner level to the community and family level, Um, all of these, I think I was one, one of the topics that shows up on your conference is is exploring barriers to treatment with stakeholder driven research. Mm -hmm. But just the overarching idea behind that to me is, is that, oftentimes communities aren't getting treated because there isn't representation from the provider network, right. which is, is scary at times. And then also is that families aren't seeking the care because they don't think that people are going to truly understand what they're coming from and what they're experiencing. And that sort of thing right there is that by growing the, the Black behavior analytic community, by educating others around you on, you know, this is how to be able to to better support the black community. I think that's going to open up so much care and it's going to reduce the burden of access to care for so many families. What do you all see as far as how the the BABA initiatives are actually going to open up more access to care to other underserved communities and provide a better starting point for some of those children or even young adults who have, um, who identify as autistic that need that support that never could get it beforehand. Is, are the BABA initiatives driving us that direction?
1: I hope Sorry. so. I hope so. I think the first thing that they when you mention all of that, Jeff, is is trust. We're talking about rapport, right? And just having representation allows for Trust that I think again we haven't talked about in the twenty years you know you know the two decades that that I've been a part of the community and that opens doors. Just being able, even having you know like the the membership option for parents like Baba has is allowing parents to have a seat at the table, right? And I think as a field we've experienced parents are over here, we're the professionals, and so you're going to take this ABA service and it's going to be according to what I believe as a scientist, right? And, and these parents have to take this. And I've, I've operated differently my entire career where I'm like, I don't care what level that you are. You can be RBT, you can be, you know, BCBAD, um, you can be parent, you can be, you know, um, a provider in a, another area. We're all sitting at the at a round table and we're all kind of um, collaborating together because we're a team. And I think Baba really is supporting that stance is like, you know, I don't care what title you hold or like, we're all a team and we've got to figure this out together. And so these initiatives, I think, absolutely um, will um, support the, the field as a whole in just modeling. And I think that's what I've kind of from my vantage point have watched Baba do like, we're just modeling, like, you know, we have Adrian Bradley is a powerhouse, you know, she's our our Baba um, president and she has all of these like amazing ideas. And sometimes it can be overwhelming as a team to like, where are we going to put that in and how are we going to do that? But I, I think these initiatives from her and the rest of the team are really to change how the field is, um, you know, reacting to our families and to our clinicians and just modeling what we like, what we would like to see based on our own kind of personal experiences individually.
0: And I will say is that over the last few years is that I have learned a lot just through dialogue, through a conversation, through being able to have this <laughs> open Discussion and exchange of ideas, and I would suggest that everybody look to going to the the Baba conference and learning, and just going in and and being a listener during yes. the process. Um, so, how can folks um, get? Access to the Baba Conference. How do you how do you get on? How do you get on the list to be able to attend? Is it virtual this year? Is it in person? All the COVID questions. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, Danielle, where's where and, and how do we get this information?
1: So you can go to our Baba Conference website. I believe it is. Um, www.babaconference.org. Is that right? Leticia good. Okay. Um, That's right. and mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but we are offering or we're offering, I don't know if this is still accurate. Anyone who comes in and kind of registers before a certain time, then you got we have some cool swag, um, to send out to you, but yeah. And we actually have sponsorship opportunities. I know a couple of members, um, have offered, uh, scholarship opportunities. So yeah, you can go on the website, you can check out our Baba page on Facebook. You can check out our Instagram. um, and we're constantly promoting the conference and promoting opportunities to, um, to be sponsored for registration.
0: Well, I I appreciate uh, you all taking the time today to to talk with me. I think just by having this opportunity and this conference, like the things that you're tackling are things that people didn't typically tackle at conferences. And I think that every behavior analyst should head out and this is the first of its kind sort of conference for for Baba to be taking it on. I think sure. that everybody should get out there and listen. So Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, and uh, I hope I hope that you have very large attendance at the conference. I know I'll be there.
1: Thank you, and can I just say, Jeff, you mentioning that just being a listener, you know, and be willing to listen, I think is vital for. Um, this field to kind of shift um, and and be shaped into a more inclusive kind of field. And so thank you for modeling that, because I think it's easy to say, well, I don't know what to do, or I'm doing enough. But I think all of us as humans, um, however we identify, whatever our intersectionalities are, can sit in any conversation. And if we're willing, we can learn and absorb and grow. I don't think we're ever at this place of self-actualization. I think it's continual. And so I really appreciate you modeling that because I think that's kind of what's necessary to kind of shape the field to become more inclusive. So thank you. Thank you for having us and thank you for
0: giving us the space
1: to kind of talk about what we're doing as an organization. My
0: pleasure. And we'll have to get you all back on again sometime to dive deep into some of these topics that you guys are tackling at the conference. So thanks again. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Autism Weekly. We hope you tune back in next week to learn more about autism in the real world. Autism Weekly is now found on all the major listening apps, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. Subscribe to be notified when we post a new podcast. Autism Weekly is produced by ABS Kids. ABS Kids is proud to provide diagnostic assessments and ABA therapy to children with developmental delays like autism spectrum disorder. You can learn more about ABS Kids and the Autism Weekly Podcast by visiting abskids.com. Thanks for tuning in. See you again next week.